What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello, Tim. We have the master of hype, Snowbike Mike. Top of the morning to you, Tim. And making his return after a whole week off, the one and only Big Cat Dog. It's good that everything has gone super smoothly so far on this first show. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. First run, it, no, no big deals. We're going to no keep going. Everything's Monday's going Monday's looking smooth. great. Monday's looking great. The rest of the week's going to look great because this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. And boy golly, let me tell you what, this week decided to be the week of movies, TV, and trailers. We got a ton of stuff, a ton of stuff that we're going to be reacting to. And I am going to be honest with you, I don't know how we're going to make it all happen, but that's why we appreciate your patience so much as you check us out on youtube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. And podcast services around the globe. Just search for Kind of Funny Screencast, and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show live as we record it and ad-free, you got to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers Anonymous, Molecule, and Fargo Brady have all done. Today, we are brought to you by me, Undies. Uh, but just let me give you a little bit of housekeeping here, because here on the Kind of Funny Screencast, we got right now, we're recording the review to Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney+. Plus. Then later today, we're going to be reacting to, oh, I can't fucking even wait to say this, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. The trailer is out. We're reacting to it. I can't wait for that. That'll be live right here as well. Uh, then tomorrow, uh, we're going to be doing the Thor Love and Thunder trailer uh, reaction and Better Call Saul season one no, no no the final season part one finale uh screencast reaction on top of all of that we're ending the week with obi-wan kenobi episode one and two screencast and then on the in review side we're not doing one in review this week we're doing two in reviews this week why nick scarpino oh because top gun maverick is coming out at the end of this week and we gotta watch it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'll be me, it'll be Mike, it'll be Matt Batson and Nick Scarpino talking about Top Gun for my very first time. That's going to be later today for patreon.com slash people. Otherwise, it'll be tomorrow. We're, then we're recording Top Gun Maverick on Friday. Very exciting stuff overall. So yeah, stay tuned to youtube.com slash kindoffunny and the different podcast feeds for screencast and in review for a whole bunch of super dope stuff that I'm very excited for. We are thriving out here in content land, everybody. Uh, but without further ado, I want to get into it right now. Chippendale Rescue Rangers came out on Disney Plus last Friday. Wanted to talk about it with this beautiful group of gentlemen. What we're going to do is we'll start off spoiler-free, give our thoughts, give our review on the kind of funny scale of one to five. Then we'll cut to ads, and when we come back, full spoilers, talk about all the cameos, talk about all the fun stuff that's going on. Snow Bike Mike, I want to start with you. What did you think of the Lonely Islands Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Tim, those boys crushed it. This was a ton of fun. I smiled every single scene, and I think we can compare it to what we did previously with Space, Space Jam A New Legacy, right? Everybody talked about that, and they said, oh, it's just a massive IP dump. They're just putting people in there to make it look cool, right? As opposed to this film where every single scene, they had awesome nods and references to different IP from across the universe. Shout out to Disney for getting people I never thought they could get, but they did it, and it was really, really well done. I smiled every scene. I had a fun time. Uh, when I look at the kind of funny review, I give it a three out of five. It's an okay movie, but I think it's a fun time, and uh, I highly encourage people, whether you're an adult that loves these kind of movies like me, I'm a big animation guy, or... Maybe you just go check it out with your kids. I think everybody will have a fun time. Nicholas Scarpino. 
Yeah, I'm right there with Mike. I think this one came together. Um, it was very enjoyable. I think that it was still slightly lacking in that magic that a film like Who Framed Roger Rabbit sort of had. And I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on why uh, I won't rank this uh, uh, a little higher than Mike did. But I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it got me. It got some good laugh out louds for me. Um, I think it's kind of held back a little bit by the fact that it still has to be sort of a Disney property and beyond Disney Plus, and and they can't really go, you know, R rated. Well, obviously they want to go R rated with it, but like you know, a little harder with it. I think may have made me vie with it a little bit more because it's so full of commentary and so full of fun that I wish they could have let them go a little wilder with it, um, but I really enjoyed it. And it's a fun movie, especially since you can sit down and stream it in your living room. Definitely give it a watch. I would absolutely give it a three out of five as well. Kevin Coelho. Yeah, I thought uh, I was shocked by how much fun it was. Like the trailers made it look like it, it, it had the potential for uh, being a lot of fun, but I was worried it could have gone either way. We, we've seen that happen before where it's like, ugh, the, the style's there, but it, it doesn't pan out. But I, I think that for the most part that like the story was good enough that I was pretty invested. I, I do think that it, for me, it's a solid three out of five um, and leaning a little bit more towards the four side, just a tiny bit. Um, I think it's just missing a slight, like I, they could have gone one more pass on the actual story. Um, but other than that, I think that it has a lot of really, fun moments that are like entertaining to like point at and pause and be like that's this or that's that um (laughs) and um yeah i mean i I watched it on an airplane on my ipad and i was utterly shocked at how much i enjoyed it i think it's a great kids movie uh and i think that it has enough in there for like adults to keep the adults entertained so like and that's a big deal for me, I think, when it comes to kids' movies, because sometimes you'll watch kids' movies that are fun, but, like, too kiddy. And this one had enough little stuff uh, peppered in there that I think kept me intrigued. And, yeah, I, I, I think I might actually watch this again at some point. See, it's interesting that you say it's a kids' movie, because I'm wondering who this movie's for. That really, that really kind of, like... That's kind of what I what what brought it down for me a little bit was because I'm like I think they made this movie for me, but I don't know if I'm necessarily the target audience that's going to be like widely watching this thing because it kind of on the offset it feels like a kids movie, but there's so many references to like adult oriented things mm-hmm. that I wish I'm like I they skate they're too middle yeah. of the road with it. I wish they had oh. just made this movie for people who were original fans of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers back in 89, which was uh, which was me, who are now 40-year-olds, and get all these references, seeing Senator Beavis Butthead, uh, or Senator Butthead, uh, seeing all these, all these things that are, you know, stuff that's right up my alley. I don't know that kids are really going to pick up on a lot of that stuff. I think the only thing that's really here for kids is that it's just it's just two cute little squirrels running back and forth. But even the meta commentary of, like, one of them getting plastic surgery to to like look 3d and be better. Like all that stuff is very, very like, I don't know. It's kind of adult. So I'm, cu- I'm curious to see like, does anyone have a kid we have? I don't know. Maybe Benjamin can watch this and, and scribble out something on a on paper uh, as to whether or not it, it kept his attention or not. But Tim, what did you think? of Chip uh, I I'm a little higher than you guys. I think the overall sentiment, I'm right there with you where I am between a three and a four, but I think at the end of the day, I lean more towards four saying it's great. And that's because I think it really nailed its intent. I think it nailed what it was going for um, in uh, opposition to who framed Roger rabbit that I think, focused more on the crime noir side. This focused more on the comedy side. And I think it succeeded at doing that. It made me laugh a whole bunch of times. Um, 
unlike things like Space Jam, A New Legacy, uh, it didn't just feel like using IP for IP's sake. It mm-hmm. felt like anytime there was a reference, um, it wasn't just, look, there's a reference. In case it was just background uh, painting stuff, which like, yes, there's a ton of references everywhere. But like what Nick was saying about the Beavis Butthead thing, yeah. it's like, that's one of those things that if you don't see it, it does not affect your the movie at all. No, it's more just, just like, that's only, egg. it's additive Easter egg, just kind of like world building stuff. So I appreciated that because I thought anytime that there was an actual character or the dialogue all of that there was always a joke like it was never just a reference it was always like part of the plot part of the the actual uh point of the movie which i think is the the real difference between just like an ip orgy that doesn't work and the ones that actually have a lot more heart like things like the the lego movie um and i think that this definitely falls more on on that side um i think that some of the things that hold this back the most for me are uh even though it was only an hour and a half it did start to feel a little bit long and i think that the final act um while really cool for some reasons um i think lacked the kind of raising the stakes that we mm-hmm. saw from things like lego yeah. movie yeah. or um uh lego batman movie even like i guess it's just the lego movies but those are similar types of movies to this the meta meta commentary ip kind of like smorgasbords um but i think that this one uh really worked for me and i was consistently entertained i there was multiple moments where i was like i can't believe they're doing this um and i think that the the idea of who's this movie for i think it that makes this one better for me where i'm like this feels like an adult movie that kids are going to really love uh Mm -hmm. more so than kind of the other way around Mm -hmm. um like i think it was made for the uses uh to an extent but i think that it and that's lonely islands kind of thing right where it's like they make butt jokes and we laugh and kids laugh <laughs> like they're just good at that um and i don't think it all hits uh, but i do think it hits way more than it misses and i think that it hits and what it was trying to do uh but in terms of like the the kids not getting the references and stuff it's like I, I think that we are really vastly underestimating like what kids are capable of and used to these days like we grew up i mean when i first watched who framed roger roger rabbit like i didn't know at least 50% of the characters and ideas on screen. But it's like that motivated me to want to know. It it, it made Mm -hmm. what I appreciated most about watching Roger Rabbit as a little kid was it opened my eyes to, oh my God, there's this vast history that I am interested in and I now want to go learn more about. And then over the decades, I I got to to do that. But to think about kids who are probably going to be motivated in the same way from this movie and then have the access to immediately watch them on Disney Plus, like, that's awesome. Because, you know, I feel like our generations all kind of grew up with just what was given to us and whatever our parents kind of told us or like things like Nick at Night and whatever. But as generations went on more and more and more, there's just more and more and more access to the the content out there. So I think... um, Kids' understanding of old classic kids' animation and stuff, I think, is a, a lot different than ours was. And I think it kind of sets them up better to understand this. But at the end of the day, there's just funny squirrels making butt jokes. So I think yeah. it, it, it's going to work really well for them as, as well. Um, and but yeah, this – go for it, Nick. I, was gonna say, I think that's super valid, right? I think that's – and that that was the same uh, kind of reaction I had when I originally watched Two Friend Roger Rabbit too, right? I grew up watching a lot of the – the Disney cartoons and, and a lot of the Looney Tunes cartoons, but to see them all together and stuff, you didn't really stop to think about that. You were like, this is just cool to see live action. I mean, the, the, the for lack of a better term, the gimmick of, of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was like live action with cartoons, characters like interacting with them was so well done and so cool that when you're a kid, you're like, this is just incredible. And I think this is going to hit the same way for a lot of them. I, the one yeah. difference I would say is that I just feel like, and maybe I'm looking at uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit through rose-colored glasses because I haven't watched that film in a while. Although I did pop it on last night, and the 4K like redo of it is stunning. Yeah. But um, 
I highly recommend everyone go watch that. But I just remember the plot keeping my attention more as a kid than this one kept as 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 an adult. And I think that's the only I think that's kind of what drags it down is Tim, you're right. By the end of it, I'm like, this could end now. Yeah. And it's not that long. And that's not how it should be. I should they should be leaving me wanting more and not uh, saying like, okay, cool, we're done. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I I feel like the script needed one more pass. Um, something right to, yeah miss, i mean the, i think the up. story with chip and dale is there yeah but i just think that the overall plot of what's going on is just not very interesting yeah oh it's see funny, I, it's funny I think, but it's just not very interesting I, yeah i think that the plot is awesome and i think that it's what makes this movie a four to me compared to a three i just think it's more the end bits that i was kind of like oh i was looking for it to be upped and the ante just wasn't yeah. upped as right. much as it needed to be but um i think that the the value of it is the the plot in this one i think is as good as the comedy is for the most part um right. where the the plot of what they're doing i i love that they're taking the animation world seriously and the that is kind of the like the meta decisions they're making of like what topics they're covering and the locations they go to and we'll talk more in spoiler times mm -hmm. uh, a little more clearly about this but um i thought that this is it's a very smart movie like i thought that this mm -hmm. was really well written and it wasn't just like how do we just get a bunch of cartoon characters together it's like no no they had a story they were telling and then they used the cartoon characters and i think that context is very important and uh, and to me why i think this movie succeeds is that uh even if you don't know who a character is they do a good job of explaining to you who they are in the world and who they are in relation to each other and the amount of varied animation styles that we see in this movie. Like, I think that this movie is not supposed to be a direct one-to-one -one comparison to Roger Rabbit. Mm -hmm. um, there's obviously some things that are comparable, um, but I, I appreciate that this one didn't just try to do exactly what that did. I think that this, yeah. it does it in a modern way. And yeah, like there's a, the Roger, Roger, Robert Zemeckis factor to um, Roger Rabbit. and Roger Rabbit yeah, that like, yeah. The, the point of that one was pushing technical boundaries and like making a yeah. 80s motion picture. Whereas I feel like this one is a bit more like um, uh, nostalgia heavy, but like trying to do nostalgia right. And I think they did that. Yeah, this yeah. one's way more self-aware, which is which I think is what their their purpose were. I mean, when you have Andy Samberg and John Mulaney as your leads, you're going to get a lot of crazy fun references that kind of break the fourth wall. And we do that in this. I yeah. I, I, sorry, my nose. I was about to sneeze. Uh, um, I do think that, like, w like, uh, one of the big things in 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 uh, Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit is that technical, uh, uh, like the Progress. technical artistry, artistry that went into everything. Yeah. Like the famous what's it? Not line, but the thing that came out of the bumping the lamp, right? Mm -hmm. Where the, there's the mm -hmm. scene where he his ears bump the lamp, which was a technical like feat so that cool. they had to really nail. I, I think that, that is one of the, the things that like they didn't do a great job. Like uh, th there's a lot of moments in here where it's like, it doesn't look great. And or like, there's a fight scene at the end where the, a character is fighting and a lot of it looks like an actor just laying there going, you know? Mm. And uh, I, I kind of wish we had stepped that up a little bit because, uh, yeah, it's it, yeah. it's tough because I think I think that like you you're also missing a couple elements from Roger Rabbit. I mean, I, I hate to compare this because Tim's right. It's like it's but not really I, a fair comparison because it's obviously it's obvious that they watch Roger Rabbit, love it, and. But before you compare, before you do it, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I love Me Undies from head to toe, all over my body. If you don't believe me, of course, right now I'm wearing the Me Undies shirt. You can tell by the little tag going on right there right got the me undies lounge shorts going on of course i got the undies and then boom me undies socks baby that's how we do out here at kind of funny i love being soft head to toe in the micro modal fabric you already know all about that but if you don't 
Let's face it, summer's sweaty, but your butt doesn't have to be. With MeUndies light and breathable micromodal fabric, you can stay comfy and cool all summer long. They have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from. But if you just like classic black, that's totally cool too. They got a bunch of just bold colors for you to go for. They have super fun seasonal prints, tons of styles and sizes extra small to 4XL. So you can bring the beach to your butt without ever leaving your living room. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you first time purchasers. You can get 15% off. If you sign up for their free to join membership, you can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership prices. To get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. Tell them Tim Getty sent you. Right. It's, it, and now it's we're going to get full spoilers from here on out. Go for it. It's obvious that these guys love Roger Rabbit and this is an homage to that movie and, and they're, they're paying, you know, they're paying respect to it. I'm not, I'm not comparing these in any way. I don't think it's good to say like one's better than the other because they are two distinctly different movies. But the one thing that I will say is like Roger Rabbit, I think had a more interesting plot because it was a mystery. It was, a, mm-hmm. I think it was a better mystery than this. Yeah. And I think it had a much more interesting and much more terrifying uh, bad guy when Christopher Lloyd, who played that absolutely i mean the last that thing terrified me when i was a kid when yeah. he actually like when he pulls his eyes like takes the glasses off and he's got the tune eyes and all that stuff and and i think we were just kind of missing that no, no disrespect to will arnett and and uh and and uh, the crew on this one but you but know he, we kind of figure out who the bad guy is right off the bat you know that's no fun i mean i feel like that it could have so been good. fun but like it you, was <laughs> i think very simple and like Oh, what what is the plot? Like, what's what's the reasoning? Oh, he got mad and now he's just in control. And the other guy just no. wanted money. He was just being greedy. Right. And it's like that seems like a little lazy to me because it yeah. was like, I mean, all right, good, yeah. yeah. But I, I just mean, don't think know, mystery uh, was the point, though. Was, I think that's that's the thing. It's like an interesting plot. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's a huge aspect. That's a huge aspect of the movie. Like, it's it is a comedy, but it is also a buddy cop detective. Yeah, like, the detectives. Like, movie. yeah, but I. I, I don't think they were ever trying to like make us feel like we were figuring it out as it goes. It was more about putting them in situations and like having Peter Pan grow up and that be why he's upset. Like that and the ramifications of that from an animation and lore standpoint, I think are that's the bit. Like that's the thing. But Mike, you were about to say something? Oh, I was just talking about the crew. I thought it was really, really fun to see Sweet Pete and his crew, right? I think Seth Rogen and Will Arnett absolutely kill it. I don't know if the polar bears they coca-cola polar bear but that's how i did it and i loved it 100 right so funny i think that's a big shout out to the voice acting cast right you have a killer cast here where you hear the voices and you smile immediately because you know who they are and to get the little bits right like seth rogan for example when he falls down at the comic-con convention they bring in all the other seth rogans right that he's played it's just fun times right and i think yeah I, i had a good time with that and i think the voice acting really elevated it seeing and hearing all these different voices and sweet pete was pretty awesome. I liked his motivation. I liked what happened to Sweet Pete. Yeah, I like that, Sweet Pete a lot. The other thing that kills me is that we have to take a step back here. We didn't even talk about this. This is a very, very, very well done, very expensive, very talent-packed movie for a Chippendales Rescue Rangers reboot. Do you understand how ridiculous that is? Yeah. That's why this movie, out of anything, people should watch this. Because it's Chip and Dale. Like, they weren't that big. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm like, there's so many more other properties that probably deserved this much of a remake, more than that. But that's what makes this fucking genius. 
I just love that they the way that they start the movie and they do the whole behind the scenes recap and the catch up from the eighties and the yep. parties and we did the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. Like I just think again, it's smart. I think that they really nailed what they were going for. And people were tweeting at me, and I, I appreciate y'all so much for not spoiling this shit for me. But people were tweeting at me like, Tim, watch this fucking movie ASAP, which I was already planning on yeah. doing. But they're like, in the first 15 minutes, like you were gonna fucking lose your shit. And they were goddamn right. When so ugly funny. Sonic is revealed oh, and every so time Time Ugly Sonic comes back, and he the fact that he's voiced by Tim Robinson, the guy from "I Think You Should Leave," the yeah. Netflix comedy he, series. Yeah. Everything about that is perfect. And Ugly Sonic actually being friends with the FBI at the end, like it, it could not be better, y'all. He got his shot. Uh, it was so good. So I was, I was, uh, I saw an article that was saying that like they didn't actually get permission; it was just parody. The, oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, so like, really? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, according to this this art thing I was reading, uh, that it that like that's why he looks. He's a little bit chubbier. He's got like it's, uh, bags under his eyes, and they always call him Ugly Sonic. They don't ever call him Sonic. Like, he that's like so talks about Sonic, so it, it was considered parody. So it was someone was being interviewed, and uh, I think maybe the writer or, and they were like, yeah, shout outs to the like legal team like we had My to be son. very careful with everything uh, that we said so that like we didn't get in trouble for any of it i saw Crazy. another piece of trivia that said that they that disney back in the day actually wanted to make a show called double o duck but got stopped by the the broccolis for for who owned double o i guess for because of bond that makes sense but yeah so that's actually kind of based, the double o uh, dale was actually double based o on dale. something which is kind of cool uh, that's cool yeah the ugly sonic was great when he's like Yo, Ugly Sonic, we got to go fast. And he's like, mm, fast isn't really my yeah, thing. That's, that's the other Sonic. That was a really good scene. And I loved, like you said, the beginning, right? We see the fallout between the two. And then you see where Dale is, right, doing the Comic-Con stuff. And then when they first show Chip, I really thought, oh, Chip is still acting. He's doing, like, an Allstate commercial. And then it zooms out and he's like, oh, no, he's just an insurance he's agent now. Like, Dude, that's so his good. life now. It's wild. It's a like, good time. That's the thing is... The Go for it, Nick. I was gonna say I want to give a shout out to the production design also because whoever decided to make the small houses was this. I that's loved the it. Loved thing. it. That's yeah. so funny. And the life size dog in the small house was hilarious. <laughs> I I just love the the commitment to it being a fun story that is quote unquote worth telling and that kind of being the start of it all. Like okay, if we're gonna reboot a Chippendale movie, like what's that gonna look like? To Nick's point, it's like. I mean, real talk, I, I am the target audience. I've seen probably every episode of Chip and Dale out of order over the course of my life. Yeah. I don't I could barely remember the names of some of the people. Like it's like I, it's that's the type of franchise that is. Like I don't think that it holds this nostalgia for people where they are the most intense fans, but there are intense fans of the Disney Afternoon mm -hmm. uh, collection as yeah. a whole and all that. But I love that this movie is not just Disney. Like they Unlike uh, Roger Rabbit, that was just there was the one bit or two bits, whatever, of getting the like the crossovers where you see like uh, Daffy what was Duck it, and Daffy, it was like Daffy, Daffy Duck. and Donald and uh, Mickey and uh, Bugs, like it's just constant and the amount of references and and like not even just references, the amount of like uses of non Disney I mean, they IP. Have Batman in this, they have at one point I saw on Reddit, I didn't, I didn't catch this in the movie, but on Reddit 
there was Dobby in a Gucci Cool Greg needed a moment after that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but that's all. That's that's just so fun. I mean, you have to have that, right? And the more of that stuff you can cram into in a, a property like this, the, the better it is. Because that is, you're right. That is a lot of the fun factor of this is just seeing how creative they can get with that. But when they pop bat, that Batman broke my brain. I was oh. like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm watching this on Disney Plus, and they got they got the rights to use Batman for a hot second. That's cool. But see, the the thing that I appreciate most about this is that, like, sure, the references are are they are what they are. I know a lot of people get really cynical about that type of thing, but I think it's backed up with things like Comic Con being such a set piece of this movie, where it's like they're treating these characters like washed up actors. Like that's mm -hmm. such a great concept for not not. It's not just oh, these cartoons they're actors, and that's how the cartoons happen in the mm -hmm. shows. But it's like Okay, but how do they live their daily daily life? And like yeah. seeing that like some of them are celebrities, some of them like uh Monterey Jack like being still hopelessly addicted to cheese in the it's real life. Stinky it's cheese, just so stinky. Good. Played by Eric Bauna, which is hilarious. Mm -hmm. yeah. But to your point, Sam, I, I don't remember the name of that character. I couldn't remember the name of the bug or or uh Gidget. I think those are is the other one's name. I couldn't pull any of those out of my ass before I gadget, yeah. thank you, before I watched this movie. But you're right, the nostalgia comes for that block. The nostalgia comes from the block of of this uh, Darkwing Duck, uh, DuckTales, the Gummy Bears, which I think actually might have been a little earlier. But all of that is kind of where they come through. And they, and I like that they reference a lot. At one point, they they walk by and they see Scrooge McDuck, uh, you know, yeah, swimming the, through the, the, the gold yeah. just randomly in the spa, which was hilarious. We got um, South Park. Yeah, you got Randy. Which, and that was Randy, a yeah. which is hilarious. That's point. a reference. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a, a that's, reference. That's, I didn't that's, that's my point. Like, that is that is again another very very adult reference to a South Park episode or to a, to an ongoing gag in Did South they, Park. But that, yeah, they that, don't own you know, South that, Park, right? Like they're no, yeah, no, that's Comedy yeah. Central. But I mean, maybe yeah. who the hell knows? I think I think the lawyers just said we'll, we'll we'll give you guys some money and. That, and we'll just license it for a hot second because who wouldn't do that? I mean, it's John Mulaney oh. and, and Andy Samberg. But like, but that that is the one thing that like I love the setup for this movie. I just wish that they could have made this movie like legit rated R and gone and gone crazy. Yeah, that would be, like, I, like, I, I think that would have made really, it a lot and, stronger. I think it would have made it stronger because I think that these guys bump up against that that constraint here and there, and they have to kind of dumb down the humor a little bit. And I think it works for the most part. And again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say I didn't I didn't laugh the entire way through this. But I just, I, I would have liked to have seen, it's kind of what my expectation was for the Happy Land murders, and that movie kind of fell short for me as well. Mm. But I was hoping this could be that, which was like, let's make a kid's movie that's rated R, that's that's using all these things. Because I think the setup of them being these out-of-work actors and the kind of noir aspect of them kind of being in L.A., I love that. I just wish they could have pushed it a little bit farther with, you know, kind of a slightly more scary and harder mystery and, and, and slightly more imposing uh, antagonist. Yeah, I, I what I was saying about like the end, kind of like missing the like that that X. Like, I was hoping for like uh like, do you a, remember, a twist of format of some yeah some type, yeah yeah me too. Uh, yeah something. something like that just because I feel like like that's we're, we've seen things like this before so it's like when I've been wowed before I'm kind of expected to be wowed again. Having said that though, I do appreciate that the end was like. Now we're it's it's rescue rangers. We're gonna get in the ship. We're they're gonna fly. We're getting the team together. Like all oh, that. I'm like I had chills, and I'm like I can't believe I'm getting chills for a fucking rescue rangers thing in 2022. But like they did the thing, y'all. They did the thing for me where we got the original theme song. We got an orchestrated epic version of the theme sure song, and then we got a post Malone version we of the did. theme song with a joke about it and an incredible, incredible credit sequence going through everything, ending with a Darkwing Duck tease. Like it was just. Perfect for me. We even got Vin Diesel. We got Fast and Furious in this bitch That's twice. So That's so funny. I will say one of the one of the things that I, I was a bit disappointed with was 
I was like, I, I, and this is just me being the kid that grew up in the eighties with Roger Rabbit. I was like, is he going to be CG the whole time? And I did, I just didn't like that chip was CG or Dale was yeah, CG. Yeah, I was hoping at the like, end he would go to the back. thing. Yeah, going yeah. back to oh. 2D. I, I think was like, that would have oh, been so they're going to make better. him back, yeah. I just feel like the, the 3D is just so much more modern and having them be 2D the entire time. Like what, like seeing him do 2D, and they did a really, really good job, especially with the shadowing and all that stuff. Because I think it wasn't, I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was like cell shaded 3D, right? For how oh, they yeah. Did. They, didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't hand draw anything. I mean, yeah, the no, budget no. for this movie was not... <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood pictures level, yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, it was. I mean, honestly, to to speak kindly about all the CG in it, though, it looked great. I mean, everything looked, I thought, fantastic. And I, I it worked the with the design. style they were they were yeah, going. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I wish they had kept the two D. I just like the two D style better. I think they. I think the tech the tech is there to actually do that three D for two or two D three D for two D style with the cell shaded that just looks so good. And I'm like, make another one of these. Why not? I'd watch it. Oh, one. I bet they're going to. Like, this yeah, is, it, so I'd far, it seems it. like it's a hit. People seem like they're really into it. Oh. Like, they, they were talking about turning it into a franchise, which I am all fucking about. That was the other thing that I thought they nailed, which was, so there's a, in the beginning of, do you guys remember how Roger Rabbit starts? Mm-hmm. And so it starts with they the baby's day, day out, right? Yeah. And then it, they go cut, and it cuts, and the set that you that was drawn is physical, Yep. But you still you see baby you see the baby and you see Roger Rabbit there. I loved every time they cut to these smaller physical sets, like the actual like their clubhouse that was in the tree, and you see them like celebrating and like he gives the speech. I'm like that is so well done and so fun to see with all the live like with Akiva. Um, I forget his last name, but the guy that directed this, the mm-hmm. other Lonely Island guy, like in the director's chair, he's like cut, great job, guys. All that stuff to me worked really well. That, there was a moment Jake. right there that I thought was really awkward where they held the laugh for too so long it's such a bad joke and it's, it's, it's just funny. like yeah yeah what, what was the joke there the joke <laughs> is that every, every episode, episode ended that way ended with that with uh. them laughing like that and it was so awkward because it was a dumb joke and then at the end at the payoff is these uh kiki lane was like how long do we have to hold this for he goes just you know as long as you guys yep. like the, 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 the joke, joke the longer we go we yep. yeah. i love that oh yeah kiki I, lane I, one of the weaker points of the movie for me I, I feel like the didn't give her much to do with person. Person. Yeah, and it, uh, unfortunately, and I, that, she had to be there. She was necessary for the plot. Yeah. I get it, but like, I, I just feel like it. It the moments that they gave her, I think, were like some of the weaker moments for me. Like the reveal of the the Chippendale fucking house with all the stuff. It, like that was the stuff that just didn't work for me. Where it kind of just felt like, okay, we have to get through this part. Okay, right. well, that was the other. That was the other thing that dra- that that drags it down a little bit. Is that you know I, again? I hate to keep comparing it to Rod Rabbit, but there's so many direct persons you can make. There's no Bob Hoskins in this. Yeah, and Bob Hoskins was so good as the I don't want to be here. I don't want to deal with any of this like burned out detective that him juxtaposed with Roger Rabbit's like insane manic happiness was just so fun to watch. It's a great dynamic, and in this one you just have kind of. Kiki Lane doing yeah whatever they gave her to do. I mean, I don't no disrespect to her. I think she did a fine job. I just don't think they gave the character much to, yeah. much in the way of of yeah. doing you know. And when she, most of the time when she was on screen, she's next to J.K. Simmons, who's playing a off brand Gumby who so just stole the show. Who's, yeah, he was who's so just much going fun so hard every time he was on. You know, it was the great fact time. that okay, the fact that we get not one but two Terminator two references where he goes underneath the thing and then they oh god, I'm like this these guys are my age. They're just my age. That's just how it is. Did the uh, uh, Uncanny Valley just as a, a set oh, piece yeah, and yeah. as an idea? It's like a lot of fun. it's fucking great, man. Yeah, and I, I loved those jokes. I thought it was so well done. And it's just like express eyes. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, it's this movie for me just hit way more than it did. I, I feel like at the end of the day, like 
there is a weird level to me where it's like for as much as i enjoyed it i don't want to watch it again and i feel like for this type of movie for me i should immediately want to watch it again uh for it to really kind of like have hit on all the levels but um i'm i'm stoked about it do you guys have any final thoughts on chip and dale rescue rangers it was fun a very fun movie definitely if you're thinking about not watching it you should definitely watch it it's worth watching for sure Fun yeah. time. Bring me yeah. Darkwing Duck now. I'm a yeah, huge absolutely. Darkwing Duck kid, and I would love that. So, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Oh, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I, like, I'm coming off uh, on this, and I do think it's worth a watch. I don't think it's great, and, like, it does definitely, like, want, make me want to watch uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Just because that is a stronger movie, and, like, they both have the same vibe. And, I, like, it sucks that I'm comparing them, but they are very similar but anyways, it's a lot of fun. Definitely. Go check it out. It's on Disney Plus, which uh, to Nick's point earlier, it's like, yeah, this not being a theater movie, this being a streaming movie, so awesome. Wow. Be able to like pause wow. it and look at stuff and and like just to have Cool Greg and Gia freak out about different things. So much damn fun. Uh, but let us know in the comments below what you thought about Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. And like I said earlier, stay tuned to YouTube.com slash kind of funny and the screencast and interview podcast feeds all week as we go absolutely insane and see how much of it we actually get to do. Uh, I am pretty hopeful right now, but it's Monday, so we'll see. Love you all. Bye.